Warning, the following show features constructive opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. The views expressed are ours and may differ from views of any other entity. Accordingly, the Tim Zabriskie Show and the producers must insist that no one recreate or reenact any conversation or activity performed on the show. When you listen to the show, do you find yourself agreeing with the boys? Or do you think Tim is full of shit? Well, let them know how you really feel and participate in the live shows. Follow the Tim Zabriskie Show by searching at Timmy Zabriskie on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And fully interact by liking, commenting, and even calling into the hotline. Don't be afraid to make your voice heard. Mr. Marcus Corvon, look yes, at you sir. The alpha male. The alpha male. Damn right. You know what? You're like a breath Kenny, have you ever seen this one? Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Welcome to ECW. Have you ever seen this? Not the whole thing. You should be here tonight. Huh. That's horrible. Hey. What up? What up? Hey. Drinking on the job? What the hell is this? Oh, God. That's right. Well, that's right. They they call you the sand. Where the uh, hell did you get that name anyhow? You love it, because he buries everybody here. No, no, <laughs> I know where. Yeah. Mr. Sandman, <laughs> bring me a dream. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I think you'll find my uh. remarks very interesting tonight. <laughs> I love all these. Well, well, well. Hey, Ben. Hey, uh, is this the first ECW WWE show? Me, or no? You. This is uh, this is probably it's like a year into it. ECW original. So, so yeah, your, uh, they've been there for a little while. This drunkard, the Sandman, earlier tonight, and um, let's see, you're wait a minute, you're the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. That's right. What the hell kind of name is Dreamer? Dreamer? Well, what do you... What could anyone be dreaming about? You Look, serious? I, am I serious? No, I'm Vince. People dream? Dreamer. You see, I don't deal in dreams, okay? I deal in reality. Yeah. You're damn right. Jeez. I don't understand all this. This is nonsense. He was showing up. I'll explain in a minute. But it's just it's just funny because <laughs> Hey hey Balls Mahoney, right? This one's interesting too. Mahoney. Mahoney. Irish. Hmm. Just like you. No, not just like me, because you don't look like me. You're you're not even from Ireland. I bet your ancestors probably from like Northern Ireland. That's not Ireland. Okay, you're not Irish, Mahoney. Kind of like the ring of the last name, but the first name, Balls. You know what? Tonight, you just may find out whether or not you have any. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and here's the best one. <laughs> here's your boy. Well, I'll be damned. I thought I was in Texas. Hell, I'm not in Texas. I'm in Afghanistan. Wow. <laughs> hey, boys, check it out. There's a member of the Taliban. Oh, wait a minute. I know you. You're that guy, Sabu. Sabu, he calls him. Great. Sabu. <laughs> You're that. Sabu. Homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. Ah. God, yeah. yeah. He hates that, by the way. That whole Stay thing? Away from me. Oh, yeah, he hates that.
Oh, what's up, guys? Tim Zabriskie here, back at it again with the brand new vid. We got a very special guest, uh, a guy that I've known basically more than more than half my life. Kenny, how does that make you feel that I've known you for like my whole life, basically? <laughs> Old. Yeah, uh, it makes you feel old. old. Oh, Kenny, I've known you for a while. Ah, what, what the hell is that? Wow. Oh, it's, it's the Kamala mask. <laughs> What's, is that the original? I wish. Yeah, right? <laughs> How much would that be if that was the original? <laughs> pretty cool. Definitely pretty cool. Kenny. So, Kenny, uh, as I just stated before, I've known this guy basically my entire life, right? Kenny, uh... Is a man that is not is not the um, let's say he doesn't have the lightest schedule because basically Kenny Kenny does it all. Kenny's in in this hat he he's wearing. He's an author. He's also a DJ. Okay, he um, throughout the whole capital district. He's he's very well known in regards to that. He's a professional wrestler, press, professional wrestling manager. He's also in the New England Hall of Fame. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, oh, did you forget about that one too? <laughs> it's a New England professional wrestling hall. Oh, wow. wow. That's like the more legitimate one, right? It's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what else, Kenny? Um, uh, um, you're, you're a, a horse whisperer too, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to share the show right now. Yes, so I'm yes. a social media guru at the same time. Yeah, I'm a multitasker. Absolutely. You are. And I, we appreciate it. And uh, if any of you guys want to share the show as well, um, you're, you're more than welcome to, too. Now the phone lines will be open in a little while. If you want to chime in, if you want to ask Kenny a question, you're, you're more than welcome to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look at the, the camera in just a second. I'm no, you're, you're fine. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically what we're talking about today is um, um, Kenny's, the latest book that Kenny has ghost written is um, once again wrestling related. Kenny has written in the past, he's written the Kamala book, the Brutus Beefcake book, the Vader book um, will be coming out. In, in the near future, you know, with the passing, it's kind of delayed everything for Kenny, but um, it sh it should be it should be coming out soon. But um, February first, you will be able to um to pre-order the Sabu book. Now it's it's called Sabu Scars Silence and Super Glue, um, and it'll be available on wohw.com. Um, and Amazon.com. And Amazon.com. Wow. And lots of other places. Wow. Books. That, that's, that's fantastic. Are you, is, is there yes. going to be an audio version of this book too, Kenny? I don't know. If you call me up, I could read it to you. <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kenny. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. All right, let's continue now. All right, so let's Kenny, the first question I have for you is, with this being, um, you know, the... The the third book released, fourth one that you've worked on. How do you feel the process has been from the from doing the Kamala book to doing this book? Has this book been an easier process in that sense? I'd say yes and no, but because like anything else, you continue to learn, you continue continue to grow. Right. Uh, I find more things that I wanted to do better since the first book, and more since the second and third, and. Now on to the fourth, so it takes me longer because I wanted even more perfect and higher quality in the whole deal. So, uh, some of the books I put out, we're talking about. I'm gonna show them real quick. All of them are available at wohw.com. Kamala speaks. It's the first book. Got a Brutus Beefcake. Had a little bit of plug-in from Conrad and Bruce Pritchard and uh, some heel tweets from Hulk Hogan on this book. Yeah, yeah. We um we touched base on that a little bit, I think, on the, yeah. the other podcast we did la uh, last year. But, um, the Danny Davis oh, book. Oh, you I for totally forgot about the Danny Davis book. I apologize. So that so you, you've done five books then, right? And I got a book called – out of those three, and then I got a fourth a time travel book called Tag, which has nothing to do with wrestling except a little mention in it somewhere. So this one's technically my – my fourth wrestling book, but my mm -hmm. fifth book. So, yeah, that that's awesome. Um, so so getting into this book specifically, though, let 
Sabu has definitely been one of these characters that's been that's that there there's so much behind the guy because the guy never really spoke on camera. So so there's so much unknown about him. What what is something that that you would say is is something we want to expect coming out of Sabu? Something we wouldn't expect. Like is well, he uh, does does he knit or something like that? <laughs> you know what uh, I mean? Well, I won't I won't give the story away, but he gets shot in the face. What? Yeah, he got wow. shot in the face. Let's see. Uh, uh, he's very very honest in the book. So he talks about drug abuse. He talks about pissing the bed as a kid. Uh, he talks about shitting his pants in a match, mm-hmm. pu- puking in someone's mouth. <laughs> well, in what a match. match was that? That he that he shat his pants. It, <laughs> it was really on. He had a match uh, and uh, working for a promoter, a very interesting promoter out of Ontario. A uh, guy's name was Beer Man, not, not like drinking beer, but like a like a black bear. Right. And the guy used, used to have bears, and he and uh, his name was Dave uh, McKigney. He uh, used to have bears, and people would wrestle the bears in the ring. So if you ever see some of like the old school days where Piper's in Canada wrestling a bear or something like that, um, it's probably one of his bears. One of his bears is named Terrible Ted. Uh, and this guy would do real like carny-like um, uh, tours. He'd bring the bear around. He'd have midget matches. He'd have a, a female match on every card and very gimmicky stuff. They bought the bear from an actual circus and the whole deal. So one of Sabu's very early tours was there. And uh, uh, when he, he was wrestling um, a – and I can't think of his name right now – a guy that was similar to like a Chief J. Strongbow, like a Native American Indian type gimmick. And uh, uh, you know, the, at the end of the match, um, Sabu's stomach had been bothering him. He ate some kind of like nasty uh, gas station chili. Before the show, oh god! And uh, this guy <laughs> splashed Sabu, and then he made a splash in his pants. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Um, um, it, so it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like a a drug induced sort of shitting in the pants, like when you look at no, uh, no. The, the situation, like with uh with CM Punk. You know what I mean? <laughs> that one is uh like that that whole deal, like uh, what. He was he was a pretty, but Sabu definitely does a lot of did a lot of drugs. I don't know if he still does them, but he definitely was uh, very big into that whole th- scene, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna like you know throw him under the bus, but I'll tell you this: uh, when we started well, does he? Write, let's preface it as does he talk about it in the book? He has a whole chapter of it. Yeah. Okay, so so, so, <laughs> so yeah, we can talk about the, it. The chapter starts like this: it says. Um, when Kenny uh, first started talking to me about partying, he was skirting around the issue, trying to see if he could get me to say something. Mm-hmm. And I said, everybody knows that I'm a drug abuser, so why don't we just talk about it? So that's how the chapter starts. And, Fantastic. Um, just laying the, laying the cards right out there. Yeah. Talks about rehab, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. So, he, so he's been to rehab a bunch of times. Though. Or just I don't know one about time. a bunch, but he's been there. I know he's been there at least a couple, maybe. Okay. One so, that he really talked about one time, at least. Gotcha. What what was the what was the case for it? Like what was he what was he addicted to at that point? Uh, uh he's always had pills issues, painkiller kind of pills. Gotcha. That's been a big problem. He we, talks about how actually he was very anti any of that stuff, and then how after a particular injury at ECW, soon after Chris Benoit dropping him on his head, breaking his neck, right? Uh, he started taking. Uh, prescription pills. They didn't do a whole lot. They helped take a little bit of the pain away. Um, somebody suggested that he t- took an extra dosage, and when he did, that was the magic number. And he said, ever since then, uh, he never stopped taking that amount. Like he just kept taking it when one would. Once, once are these somas off. that we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, somas and stuff, wow. Vicodins and stuff like that. So okay, so um, the reason that I asked about the somas is because there's. One of the infamous stories from Sabu, and also the phone lines are open, 518-350-4312 if you want to jump in. Uh, make sure you like um, this video, share, and subscribe to the page. We do a lot of stuff. Um, but the story that that really rings a bell when we're talking about Somas and Sabu is the infamous story where, um, 
I think that Sandman had walked down to the boiler room and um, Sonny was on her knees blowing Sabu, <laughs> looking for uh, um, some somas. Is that uh, is have you had? Does he talk about this? Have you heard this story? Is is this something that's uh, that we can get any confirmation on? Uh, I'd have to say it after read the book. There, it's okay. There's something in there where it's kind. Of, I kind of can't. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll t- I'll tell you off air. Yeah. No. It's, it's and I I will gladly listen to that off air. But the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing was that um um a while ago when uh when a certain radio station in the Albany area was that was popular that um I I was connected to they um they had RVD on and uh and they asked him the same question and um and he was also in the whole. Not going to um, to talk about this. <laughs> like, How about this? If you buy the book, you'll know the answer to that. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you just have to read a bunch to get to it. Is all. Yeah. Does the bear shit in the woods? So, the Pope does. Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right. So. Um, so. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, they love you here on the internet, Kenny. That's, I know that's it. really what it comes down to. Um. Besides, so besides that, um, um, tell it, tell us what it's like. I'm trying to come up with a question on the fly here, <laughs> basically. Um, How about I'll cut a promo. Yeah, on it. cut a, cut a promo. Right, so uh, I'm putting the book together. Uh, in the past, you know, I call a lot of people. I try to get some quotes more so than ever before on this Samo on the on the uh, Sabu book. Uh, have people step forward to say, I'm, I'm, I want to help. I want to do whatever I can. And I mean, they did it with Kamala. They were awesome. You know, people stepped up to help and stuff. But in this case, um, I, RV, RVD did the forward right. and then I got, now, had you, pre- had you spoken with RVD before this? Like, did you know him at all before this? You know, everybody. we talked, we talked to WrestleCon. I okay. told him that I'd like to get the forward and he said that sounded cool. And it took a long time to, you know, find him with some downtime where we could make it happen. And, I remember Sabu. Did you go to California up. to get this, or did he just do it uh, over the phone? He just did it over the phone. Yeah, he called me up. But uh, I, I remember Sabu picking up uh, his his girl's Melissa Coates' uh, cell phone while he was on the phone with me, and he and I heard him talking, and he said, "He's like, listen, you want to do it or what?" And and RVD's like, "No, no, yeah, man, no, I want to do it." And he's like, "You don't have to do it if you don't want to." He's like, "No, no, dude, I'm going to do it." So then he calls me up, and I talk to him for like hour and a half, maybe two hours. Sweet. And, uh, the thing that's really neat about this book is not only do I ghost write uh, for Sabu, mm-hmm. but I ended up ghost writing for a number of different people that contributed. So you get uh, a chapter or, you know, three or four pages from Bill Alfonso where we got a bunch of stories together and he tells Sabu stories from Bill Alfonso. And, and, uh, uh, same thing, and we got we got stuff from Blue Meanie, Joel Gertner, Just Incredible, uh, Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer, and these are all people that contributed more than a page or two. Like so, there are there are like multiple guest passages, which is pretty cool. Then out of the blue, I get a, uh, a call from Mike Johnson from PW uh, Insider. Yeah, he's uh, Mike Johnson used to do uh, ECW Wrestling.com. He was the main guy there. Okay, and he's like, dude, I, he's like, let me help out somehow. I'm like, how do you want to help out? And he said, well, I'll get you the photographer uh, um, from ECW Magazine. His name's George Tahinos. Mm-hmm. So then I got something like a thousand pictures to pick from. Wow, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> Wow. And and uh, and he wanted some kind of usage fee, but not, dude, it was nothing. It was pennies, man. It was like something that you're gonna get. Usually, usually like a usage fee for people that don't know. If you're doing a legit book, typically, I mean, you can get away with some older pictures if they're um, really old and uh, uh, you know past a certain date. It's it's free license for the most part for historical purposes. Um, if somebody doesn't own a rights or license to it. Um, but for the most part, if a professional photographer took it, you're supposed to pay him something. And sometimes those figures can be like a hundred dollars, $200 and depending on, uh, you know, if the guy's a legit photographer and the whole deal. Um, they, I mean, this guy's 
couple bucks a picture. I mean, it was it wasn't right. normal. And it's not it like was, this isn't a guy yeah. that's like this guy's like published. Like he's, yeah, I mean? he's he's a big deal. It's not just like can I use the picture off your Facebook page because that's pretty common and that's cool and people do it. But uh, this dude's legit. So um, it'd be like asking like uh, George Napolitano or something, you know, a big name uh, photographer because he is one. Um, so he hooked me up, uh, and then Mike Johnson said, uh, uh, "You want me to try to get Taz for the forward." Oh. And I'm and I'm like, dude, Taz and Sabu are competitive. And like when we're writing the book, um, Sabu said over and over, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, not to quote him, I'm just going to say that he uh, he was still being competitive even today. There was some competitive edge, some nature. For, for to what it. though? Like Taz, Taz doesn't even wrestle anymore. <laughs> so right, right. It's... Just just that you know words they've had, you know, little yeah. arguments they've had over the years. And um, I started emailing Taz, asked him to do it. He was cool with it. He wrote this big thing where he put Sabu over ridiculous. And it seems like, um, as you said before, the horse whisperer. Uh, once again, I'm the I'm the ring whisperer or something because uh, it seems like they're a little bit back, more back together. Taz at the end ended his forward with there would be no Taz without Sabu, which I thought Aww. was super putting him over, right? So um, back in the Beefcake book, we kind of got Beefcake and Hogan back together because we wrote good things about their friendship and we didn't take the low road. We took the high road. And also there was a uh, <laughs> Well, that was the friendship. fun. Just to touch on that. That was like yeah, yeah. the funniest tweet in the world, though, where out of nowhere, Hogan's like, you better fucking lawyer up. I got my oh, bandana yeah. on. Like, oh, OK. <laughs> and that was, dude, that was all legit. I got all kinds of like conspiracy theorist people saying, oh, this is crap. Hogan's his friend. He's trying to help him sell books. It was none of yeah, that. Yeah, man, dude, I was one of them. I, I fucking called you right up. I was like, what's the deal here? And you're like, no, oh, dude, dude, I'm fucking serious. Dude, I'm, I'm telling like, you, his, his, uh, his lawyer's name's David Houston. You can look it up. David Houston calls me up like the day before Halloween. Uh, and he's, he's threatening me, you know, uh, tell all book. We're trying to repair Hogan's image after all of that crap with Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> yeah. and all, you know, all the scandal stuff. We can't have this come out. I'm like, dude, listen, man, I'm a, I'm a Hogan Mark. And when we wrote this book, and we we're almost ready to put it out, it's coming. I'm going to print it in a week. Uh, basically, you know, I wrote about all their friendship, and I, I, I covered his ass. I mean, I know Beefcake saying that it's a tell-all, and it was a tell-all. Yeah, didn't you? Did ha- didn't stuff. you give the lawyer literally like everything that you had written in I, there? I, we had to schedule a time for me to read him some of the book. Yeah. So he wanted to decide if he wanted to put some kind of indictment on it, which would have been better than me putting the book out and then getting sued. So yeah. Um, yeah, I read him stories. There was only one where he was kind of like, eh, he's like, I think it'll be all right. And uh, everything was cool, you know. So uh, and actually, I think it helped put them together because Hogan was happy that there was no foul, you know, real filthy anything in there from back. Maybe, with, you know, with the, the golden ears and rats or whatever. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, definitely not know, cheating on anybody sort of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same same thing happened with uh, DDP in that book. He, DDP and. And Beefcake had heat because DDP accidentally hit him in the head with a chair shot oh. back in WCW after the parasailing accident that almost costed his life. And oh. it was written into his contract. He couldn't do that. DDP fell. Like, it legit was an accident. And they had heat. And uh, after this, DDP wrote a guest passage. And uh, he apologized and said how much he, he you know, was, was sorry about uh, the problem and them their friendship hurting over the years and got him back together. And now he's doing DDP yoga and stuff like that. So... Uh, two good, two cool things came out of that, and you know a lot of cool stuff came out of the Kamala. Um, we also did the inspirational Danny Davis book. Um, uh, Who's just an awesome guy, that. just an awesome guy. Oh, yeah, to yeah chat it's with, really like, super cool. Like, yeah, um, and uh, we went a different route with that because Danny's kind of old school. Didn't really want to do like a tell-all type of book. Right. Uh, what what he wanted to do was talk about how he had problems as a kid growing up, and he did the wrong stuff, and then he he got his life together and started getting a good work ethic going he started putting up the rings for wrestling then he kind of took that over and then eventually became a ref and then uh trained and became a wrestler and wrestled at a wrestlemania so pretty cool that is really cool um so so with the sabu book it seems like a lot of you know the ecw guys um definitely like helped out in in a huge way and everything like that Yeah, man it's cool so if you're an ecw fan you're gonna dig it yeah definitely were you uh, did we get like an appearance from like Paul Heyman in the book at all? Yeah, a little tough on on guys that are still with WWE, right? Um, unless you, it's a sanctioned or for WWE type project, it's probably not going to happen. So 
he's one that I really couldn't get anything from. Um, basically, pretty much anyone else was mostly fair game, though. That's so, cool. Is it, yeah. Does he talk at all on, like, like in the book, does he talk a lot on the indies or anything like that, like the, the yep. years? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of the people that are watching this stream right now have either seen him perform at an indie show or have have been in the locker room with him. For instance, right, right. the very first time, this is my my uh, my one of two Sabu stories that I have. Uh, this is the this is the fun one. Okay, the other one I'll tell in a little bit. But the the fun one was. Uh, do you remember that that mark of a wrestler, um, the one warrior nation? <laughs> nice. Do you remember yeah. that guy? So um, he did a show with with us, like up in uh, World of Hurt, and then. And then the week after, I was doing a show down in Queens that that he was on, um, that Sabu was on too. And this was uh, this was like my first uh, pro wrestling syndicate show, and uh, it was the kind of show where literally these guys had every single every single name that they could get. Right, like it was one of those like super name sort of shows, and. Um, um, is is this PWS you're talking about, or you said like PWS? No, it is PWS. It is. Yeah. So that's the Phil Buck guy, a uh, Pat Buck. It Pat was, Buck, but this was actually before Pat Buck. So Pat okay, Buck well, came in. There's a chapter about Pat Buck in here where he just buries. No, him, so. yeah, and that's the other story because I was there for that because I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. All right. Um, okay. but this first one, it was uh, um. This was for when it was just ran by Eric Tapout. And Eric Tapout was, um, he had everybody on the show. Now, this one Warrior Nation guy is in the ring. And, and I'm watching this because, you know, I like to, I, I wanted to watch the show. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is fucking ri- ridiculous, right? Like, how can a guy try to, that's, that's just fat, right? Just, just fucking yeah, fat. Yeah. Trying to be the, the ultimate warrior. And, uh, Next thing you know, I just hear a voice come up from behind me. He's like, this is such fucking bullshit, man. And <laughs> I turn around. Like, it, like, his head was, like, right here. You know what I mean? Like, he's right behind Sabu. me. And Sa- it was Sabu. And, you know, like... Uh, so he's, like, looking over his shoulder. He's like, this fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's just fucking <laughs> mumbling. Like, oh, my God. Like, who the, who yeah, the fuck does great. this guy think he is? And and then I got to actually chat with him. Now, yep. now, I guess you can say the way that I can tie this into the other story, you know, the whole the whole um Pat Buck sort of situation is um um at that show he's he shows up and this is the way that I remember it and I'm sure that in the book he talks about the whole thing too. Now this is at um New Jack's uh retirement show that they were having. Is this the same right. story that you're talking about? Uh well I don't know. The stuff that he got he with Pat Buck had to do with um, just in a nutshell, it was super early in the morning. They had him set up to do some kind of autograph. Some, uh, this is not, this somewhere. is not that, this is not that story then, but this, and, uh, this is a they different say he trashed a hotel room and there was a little bit of mess in there, but it wasn't yeah. that bad. And I think it was that, for it. I think that, it, I think it's very similar. Now what I remember, and this is just what, what I, and I could very well be wrong. And, um, I'm sure that somebody will correct us in the comments down below, but, um, what I remember is, is that at this New Jack retirement show, um, um, Sabu wasn't booked on the show, but then all of a sudden you heard Sabu's music playing, and then he came out, and then he sat down, and then I don't know if Sabu, does he still work with uh, Eric Sims? Yeah, he, yeah, he still does. He got, uh, he had a, some kind of tour with him, I'd say about a month ago. Oh, and, okay. Uh, because I haven't heard anything from that Eric Sims guy. He's still kicking around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he died, but anyway. <laughs> um, no, but but basically after that happened, and I think that this may have also correlated with um um the hotel and all that stuff, because those signings were, were pretty early um during the day, but but basically Eric Sims, the next time I saw him, like his shirt was ripped off and Sabu was all hot. So there definitely was a scuffle with um with all those guys that were involved in the whole thing. Yeah. But um but but yeah, I just remember just seeing uh just Eric Sims with no shirt on, which is not a uh, a, a sight <laughs> yes. to fucking see. But it wasn't even like he didn't have no shirt. It was more of just like the shirt was just uh just ripped open and it kind of was like a, a superhuman Sexy. cape, superhero yeah. cape, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so, um, 
Speaking of one warrior nation, do you remember Big Slam Vader? Big Slam Vader? Is that like yeah, a knockoff? A, yeah, there was a knockoff Vader that, that used to wrestle kind of in uh, upstate New York, Massachusetts area. A big fat guy that uh, uh, bigger, like more heavier and out of shape looking Vader, if you can picture that. How long ago <laughs> is this, though? Uh, let's see. He worked. Uh, dude, it was probably like 2000, you know, yeah. around 2000, 2001, 2002. You can look it up. If you look up Big Slam Vader on uh, on Facebook, I found a couple of shots. So some he's in a few places. And that guy's gone now, now too, though? I think so. I haven't seen him in years, so probably. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick little break, and then right. we will be right back with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Kenny Casanova. Emotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> yes. And now with the State of the Business Report, please welcome the president of wrestling, the Honorable Phil Stamper. My name is Phil Stamper, coming to you live from the desk of Phil Stamper. I am your president of wrestling and newly minted Kentucky Colonel. It's a thing with the latest state of the business. Now, in an age of inclusion and the women's revolution, many fans sometimes seem to be clamoring for a return to more risque television, like the Attitude Era, which may have just resulted in two of the WWE's most viewed YouTube videos in history from Raw and SmackDown. Now, in SmackDown, Mandy Rose t attempted to seduce Jimmy Uso in into her hotel room, leading to a fight between Rose and Naomi, which has led to the most viewed SmackDown video clip in history with 1.6 million views. The number two video doesn't even have 800,000. Meanwhile, on Raw, a stagehand walking in on Alexa Bliss, leaving Alexa Bliss clamoring to find fabric to cover herself, has led to the second most viewed Raw YouTube video with... 4.3 million views. The number one is at 4.55. Very close. Is this an attempt to, to push the Attitude Era? Is this something you want to see more of? What do you think about these two clips? Meanwhile, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, Mike and Maria Kanellis may have asked for their WWE release. And in spite of Bodyslam.net reporting that the Revival Dash and Dawson may have also asked for their release, Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live is saying, quote, the only thing I can tell you about the revival right now is I don't know if they have asked from from a release from WWE, but I do know they have been asking about more matches down at NXT. The revival have also appeared to have filed for a trademark for hashtag #FTR. If you know anything about a little bit of their history or a little bit more of the history of the elite, you know those folks over at All Elite Wrestling. It's starting to tie some things together, isn't it? Meanwhile, images have surfaced wow. of a greatly weight-reduced Kevin Owens. Multiple outlets are reporting that he is this close to making his WWE return. Also, WWE Hall of Famer Sting will be appearing at this year's Awesome Con at the end of April. That happens in Washington, D.C. And this weekend, you can see WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart, Scott Steiner, Impact Wrestling, Scarlett Bordeaux, and more at MCW Pro Wrestling First this Friday at the MCW Arena at 1000 Joppa Farm Road in Joppa, Maryland, and then on Saturday at the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department in Hollywood, Maryland. Also, recently released Impact Wrestling star Trevor Lee has now officially signed with the WWE. The next Impact Wrestling special will air on Twitch on Friday, January 25th with Impact Wrestling vs. WrestlePro coming from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. Also, All Elite Wrestling Chief Brandt Chief Brandy Officer Brandy Rhodes has confirmed that she will also be competing in the AEW Women's Division. Meanwhile, the son of 90210 star Luke Perry, his name is Jack, also known as Jungle Boy Nate Coy, according to Wrestle News World, has now also signed with All Elite Wrestling. Fans, let me know what you think about everything going on in the world of professional wrestling, and I'll see you next time. Babe, yeah. what shirt are you wearing? My Tim Zabriskie Show shirt. <laughs>
the Tim Zabriskie Show shirts. $10. Plus shipping and handling. I'll ship anywhere because, you know, you're going to end up paying for it. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, we... Um, Next week, we will be also having um, Phil on the show. He will be live. He, he typically is with us, but um, we wanted to uh, to get Kenny on here because we will be discussing the Royal Rumble. So, um, Kenny, who do you who do you have winning the Royal Rumble? Ooh, dog! Damn. Let me think. <laughs> Let me think a second. Uh... Finn Balor. Finn Balor's yeah. he's in the world the world heavyweight championship match. Okay, never mind. How <laughs> <laughs> about how about this? How about this? Kevin Owens returns. Yeah, he's he's actually been slated rumor wise that, that he'll be making yeah. his return too. Maybe, and maybe he'll win it because it'd be a big surprise. Definitely. So um make sure you join us next Thursday, right here, wherever you're watching. If you're on Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook with us right now. Um or if you're listening right to Right here on T Z T V. Yes. Wow. I just wow. T Z T V. Can have it's almost like TMZ though. Yeah, so. but just TZTV. We'll just I use it. it. We'll just use the same logo there too, and then we'll um, we'll go from there. <laughs> if yes. you're if you're joining us on the YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash TimmyZ4674, um, watching us on Twitter as well, we we appreciate you. But if you're gonna be and if you don't finish watching with us today, you can definitely um, listen to us wherever you can find your podcast on um, Spotify, Apple, Google. Ooh. Also, if you um, if you are I'm newly on the uh, the iHeart Radio app, so you can uh, search for the Tim Zabriskie Show there, and uh, yeah, listen to the rest of us on your way to work. So even if you can't join us today, you know I'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> How about that? Um, yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> Anywho, so um, so Royal Rumble is a big opportunity now. Um, Sabu never really was. A, a world heavyweight champion, though, is that? Am I inaccurate with that? Did he win the ECW World Heavyweight Title? I can't he remember. Was an ECW World Heavyweight Champion for ECW, not WWE ECW, right? right? Uh, let's see. He won. I think he held the NWA title. I've seen pictures with him. I don't really know the story of that. I think. Does he, he wore, talk about that at all? Or uh, he talks about wrestling for Dennis Corluzzo, who was the. Uh, the NWA guy at the time. So I think he held the title. He's, I've seen pictures with him in it. Um, he held the IWGP, uh, I want to say junior heavyweight, which isn't the heavyweight, right? The junior heavyweight. But that was uh, the same know. one that years down the road, like Shinsuke had. And then, uh, yes. And then and, AJ uh, had. Yep. And he had, let me think tag team. He had new Japan tag team. With his with his uncle, yeah. Oh wow! I'm pretty sure he had it with the Sheik. Yeah. Now the Sheik was probably so, on his way out at that point, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He wrestled right up till the end, man. He wrestled a long time, that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, um, d does he talk at all in the book on the obscure time where? Where he was um, in ECW or not ECW? <laughs> yeah, that that obscure time he was in ECW in WCW though, because I've seen a couple of these matches from like sure. like Saturday yeah. Night and stuff like that. Like, uh, and it's so weird just kind of just watching him at that time, just just doing everything that w that we've known him to do, like you know, like like the springboard moonsaults and stuff like that. But in like 1994, so it's like, yeah. it's like way ahead of his time and stuff like that. Now. With the guys that were in the the company at that time, like like Harley Race and things like that, um, the more old school guys, did yeah. they, did they did they kind of give them shit for that? Did they appreciate that at that time? Or yeah, I mean, uh, okay, so let me think time wise, and I, I'm gonna say like a Kevin 95. Sullivan, you know, you're right. So that's what happened was is Kevin Sullivan booked him because Kevin Sullivan was tight with uh, with the Sheik, right, and uh, he brought in. Uh, Sabu, Sabu uh, worked for like 500 bucks. He just started doing these spot gigs. Uh, he worked Jerry Lynn as Mr. JL, I believe he was called. Like he was under a under a mask or something at a at a pay per view. Mm -hmm. um, uh, anyhow, um, 
when he didn't get a good payoff and they kept throwing him like the extra type money, they didn't give him a contract. And then there was a bit of a falling out. And it's a funny story um, where Sabu went to work for NWA for that Dennis Coraluzzo. And uh, Eric Bischoff called him up and said, look, dude, I know we're working on a contract negotiation deal with you, but don't go and work for Indies while uh, we're still figuring things out. So Sabu said, okay. And then a few days later, uh, one of his buddies calls him and says, dude, you got to call the, the Mean Gene hotline. And Sabu's like, what? The? And, and he's like, yeah, no, you've got to call. you got to hear what he says. About, they talk about you. He's what? like, all right. So Sabu calls it up. He calls up the hotline. You know, he gets permission. The 1-900 number? Yeah, calls, gets permission from his mom first to call the one hundred number, one nine hundred number. And uh, wait, how old was he at this point? No, I'm just kidding about the mom. Oh, that's what they would say. <laughs> you got me. Like in the commercials, they'd be like, uh, "Make sure, kids, you get permission from your parents and call one You know, they, they would do that. So uh, I just threw that in there. But All so right. he calls up. He actually got fired on the nine hundred number off of WCW. Uh, mean Gene said, we've just been rumored. We've heard the Sabu is gone from WCW. Wow. So he, wow. he learned he was fired from <laughs> Mean Gene's 900. Jesus. Numbers. Didn't awesome. even let him know yet? That's, like, that's like even Stone worse. Ever. That's literally worse than like all the shit that Stone Cold <laughs> said about, oh, oh, bro, oh, man, I got that FedEx. Like, no. Can you imagine calling the customer, like the... The mark line, basically, and fucking finding out you're getting fired. And who knows how many people heard that he was fired before you were. Yeah. <laughs> you know I forget mean? which book it was that I wrote. One of them, um, maybe it was Beefcake. Yeah, I think it was Beefcake. It was. Uh, Beefcake said that Paul Heyman was fired via fax. Ah. Uh, they, they just faxed him that he was being let go. Just like a quick little like sentence on a piece of paper that he was. they were done with him. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so they did some weird stuff in WCW, it seems. That's crazy. So uh, I just want to say hi to everyone that's leaving the comments. Samantha, Andrew, Michael, and everyone, thank you. We we appreciate you. We, we haven't really been paying attention. But if you want to call into the show, now is your chance. The uh, the hotline is yes. open. Kenny, do they have to ask their mom permission before they yeah, can? Please, please call uh First call, call your, your mother. First, you got to call your mom, and then you can call into the hotline, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we'll let you ask a question. Um, now, now another one of these obscure Sabu time timeline deals is that whole 1997 er- area where he's in the WWF, but as an or he's with the ECW, but he's a WWF invader, but they wanted to to keep him. That okay, whole, yeah. So before that, the WWE. CW gimmick a couple years before that they did the invasion you're talking about, right? So where do you Yeah, it was like ten years of, ten years before that. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. long time before. Right. Uh yep. Yeah. I mean he dude, he goes through everything. So like if you were to look at the chapters in the book, uh it starts out as a kid, grows up, starts going on the road a bit, um, training with the Sheik. Mm-hmm. Uh then they hook up with Rob Van Dam and a little posse. Those guys start training with him. Uh then they go to Memphis uh, then they go over to Japan, then they go to Canada, then they go to ECW. Then there's a WWF tryout with Owen Hart, and uh, wow. it's basically just for money. <laughs> Sabu just shows up, takes a payday, and takes off. What? Back- Wait, he, he didn't even wrestle? Yeah, no, he did. He wrestled. Oh, okay. He wrestled for them, and they offered him a job, but they wanted uh, – they wanted Iron Sheik to kind of play the Sheik's role with him. Oh, wow. And he was offended by that. So uh, he uh, – Which is he, funny he to me too, going back to that Eric uh, that Eric yeah. Sims story I told before because yeah. Eric Sims was also in charge of the Sheik, the Iron Sheik, yeah. and, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the two of them showed up at this thing together. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know that they have heat, but I think that you know Sabu doesn't even like to call his uncle the original Sheik, which is what a lot of people call him because he says that that – specification still puts over the iron sheik who sort of ripped his uncle's gimmick off back when there was nothing else. So, um, nobody else doing that type of thing. So, um, but yeah, though, so after that, then they go to do ECW. He takes off to new Japan. Dude, he's been everywhere. Um, he comes back. What about uh, TNA? Does he talk about TNA at all yep, in the book? Talks about TNA just before TNA. You had a triple a match, uh, La Parca, Damien six, 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 
And we're ta- we're talking about that the, like the 2003-2004 stint in that. I believe so. Yeah, there's two different stints. So let me right. think because if I that... got the right one. I think it's that one. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, I'm wrong. The first one, first one's Raven. That's right. The first one's Raven. Yeah. So it wasn't that. So the first time he works Raven, and that's the first time that he actually worked Raven. Like when they were in ECW, they never touched each other. They just never happened. So TNA. Uh, had the big Sabu Raven thing. They tried to make mm-hmm. it like a Taz thing where they kept the two of them apart. They used an idea that uh, there was a promise and since uh, the Sheik trained Raven too, that uh, they would never fight each other, Sabu and, and Sheik. But then Raven kind of heals and, and wants to fight Sabu. So um, uh, just behind the scenes. Oops, I lost you for a second, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. No, I'm listening to you. I think we're good. Okay. So, yeah, so um, uh, uh, behind the scenes, uh, Sheik never trained Raven. That was a work. But they uh, they keep they bring in Sanjay Dutt, mm-hmm. and Sabu's refusing to fight Raven, refusing to fight Raven, and uh, Sanjay's getting his, his ass kicked, and he's supposed to be like the little buddy of, of Sabu, and then eventually they get ready for it, and Sabu got really sick, and it, and it just messed up the whole deal like the end of it never oh, happened oh like he shoot got so yeah they might have got it they might have had a match or two but like the big pay-per-view thing didn't the big happen. payoff with, just didn't yeah happen. didn't didn't get to it and uh sabu then they he, he almost died like he had some kind of like uh wow. blood, some issue and uh they had a couple of um if you remember they had a couple of like benefit shows they did one in in uh, america i think april hunter was at it uh, Sumi Sakai and uh, Mick Foley put it together, and then they did one over in FMW, and it generated a lot of money, and it helped because, it, like, legit, he took the money, he used it for whatever the issue was with the medical issue, and it, it got him back on his feet, and it's good to go. So, um, yeah, so that worked out pretty well. The book talks all about that stuff too, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Kenny, do you want to do one more big plug because it doesn't look like anybody. Wants to call in and join us today. Those bastards. Those bastards. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, I think I showed the books already. Um, you can check out wohw.com. There's my my business card. Go nice. to wohw.com. You can find all your information out about the Sabu book as well as the upcoming Vader book, which oh. should be out by media. Right? That should be coming out soon. Um, right after this, we're getting the final edits done with Jesse White, the son of Vader. Uh, calls me up every week or so. We go through the book, change some little stuff. So it sounds. A little Does he bit talk more about like Boy Meets talk. World? Does he talk about the Boy Meets World book at all? Oh yeah, or the, yeah, he talks the, about the whole that, time. Man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he goes over everything, man. Um, it's another four hundred pager. Um, both of those are epic, long reads. Good entertainment. <laughs> so, See, I uh, remember you were telling me about this Vader book. I, I was I was gonna end the, the podcast soon, but I, I gotta ask this though. Like I remember when you were telling me about this Vader book, right? When and how Vader it would be like three o'clock in the morning, right? And <laughs> Vader would be driving somewhere, and he's yeah, just man, he'd think he'd think of something. He'd call me up, but like he didn't realize that like I have I got to teach in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, but uh, uh, yeah, he did that a few times. But he's a good guy. I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm you know I'm sad that he passed. Uh, he didn't get to get, put the books in his hand. You know, one thing that was super important to him was he wanted the Hall of Fame. He wanted to get in. I'm sure he will at some point. But, uh, you know, Vince is amused to, like, torture him a little. He always tortured Vader. That was kind of their relationship. Why? Uh, Why? Eh, you know, they was he was the big guy in WCW. So I think it was like, well, we'll only make you mid-card here in WWE. And, and that's what you get. You know what I mean? Because you're the big guy over there. So so Jim, uh, Jim Cornette also, he tells this story. About um, the whole Shawn Michaels and and Vader not moving deal. Yeah, 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 and yeah. how and like uh, when he went to give the elbow, but he was supposed to move, and Shawn yeah. kicks him in the face. But then um, I guess in the back, Jim Cor- This is what Jim Cornette says. He says that um, that that Va- he walks into the back and Vader's fucking crying like a baby because he's yeah, he's, he's they, just a they nice say guy. He's a big teddy bear, man, and I say that a lot. Like he'd go out there and you know, guzzle up some jobber, but he, he's emotional about stuff and, you know, he'd get it, he'd get upset. So, um, and especially when things weren't running his way, I mean, uh, Jake Roberts told a story. It's not in the book. Um, he said that he was, uh, 
he was somewhere, I, I don't know, he was, he was doing an agent thing and they were somewhere at a locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vader called up, they put him on speaker and uh, the, the administrators, like the big names, the writers, uh, the agents and stuff were, uh, were, they put him on a speaker and invaders, you know, upset. You could hear the, you know, the, him chugging, uh, chucking, uh, not chugging, sucking down the tears pretty much like saying that his wife and him were fighting because he was on the road so much and they got a new baby and whole deal. And, you know, yeah. uh, not a new baby, but you know, young kid they're trying to raise and he needs a little time off to go see his son. And, and, uh, they're like, well, hold on a second. We'll, we'll talk to Vince. Hold on. They put it on hold and they started laughing Vader and then uh, Jake's watching this going, oh, these guys are brutal, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're like, you know, let's uh, let's make bets. Who, who who thinks that we can get him to like, you know, cry or like and they were just like rude, like just brutal. And they got back on the phone and oh, we talked to Vince. He said they can't, you know, he, he can't give you time off right now. But, you know, check back in a couple of weeks and then they're laughing and stuff and just real mean stuff, you know. So uh, that kind of sucked. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it definitely WWE sucks. was rough, dude. They, because even like, like she, even with that whole incident with Sean, like Sean told him, he's like, if you if you don't fucking do everything that I say, I'm gonna get you fucking fired from here. And and, yeah. and Jim Cornette's like, you know? like yeah. he and walks then, in and, and then he's like, he wants him to wrestle like a real good match, you know. And you're you're worrying, you're walking in eggshells and worried you're gonna mess up. You're gonna mess up even more if you're thinking that. If I mess up one thing, they're gonna fire me, you know. Exactly. That, so. That's that, That's anywhere though. That's even yeah. like with like a, a shoot office job. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're yeah. already if you're already on that fucking that watch list, then you're kind yeah. of fucked, you know. Yeah, so it's too bad that happened, man. You know, uh, everybody is a Vader fan. Pretty much realizes that there was a definite missed opportunity at WWE, and it was basically them being just pricks about stuff. I think so. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for for stopping by, and um, no you know. Definitely being able to talk about this brand new sweetness that's coming out. Um, yes. Sabu, Scars, Silence, and Superglue. Um, pre-order starts February 1st at WOHW.com. Did I, I, that sounds right. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, next week, me, as I said before, me and Phil Stamper, the president of wrestling, the honorable, we will be covering the Royal Rumble right here, wherever you're watching this, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple's, every place possible. So uh, make sure you join us then. And um, thank you so much for popping in. And uh, if I don't see you, catch me outside. How about that? Uh.